in society, we have this weird fascination with time travel. I think it's the romanticizing of being able to go back to the past to save or change the world, you know, rewrite a mistake or wrong that we've made, or even just, you know, for love, that, that girl that just, that got away, that one that you wanted to be with, but for some reason you just couldn't make it work. In pop culture, it pops up time and time again, and even though we know that the alien technology is at Area 51, and we probably could time travel if we just figured a way how to storm there, hashtag let's storm Area 51, we haven't yet have a time machine that's available to the masses. So because of that, to right or wrongs now, we have to settle for basically telling the future generations the things that we wish we changed or we wish we did in high school. We, we just wish we knew. Why couldn't I know this in high school? So today I wanna give you my list of things that really helped me that I wish I knew. And basically, if you know these couple things, you know, you can basically catapult yourself into, I don't know, wherever you want to go basically it's, it's really just a starter guide that really i wish i knew um you know right now i'm just graduated a couple years ago finance university working a finance job so as a finance grad i want to basically share with you some stuff that would have helped me by the way my name is fly stewie you're listening to fly stewie's uneducated investor podcast feel free to hit that like button because that is how we grow my friends i really really appreciate it and of course, I'm trying to pop out a couple videos a week now. This is a new little series I'm testing out, see how much I like it, and I wanna see what you guys wanna hear about next. Alrighty, let's get into it. So, the first thing I would say that I wish I knew in high school was basically get a job. Now I'm serious, just get any job. It doesn't have to be related to, you know, your dream destiny field, but however, getting a job will give you that real world experience and let you have the first time get a value and a sense of money. Now this is very important, right? Because, because as a finance grad, you know, one of the things that I can say is that really understanding like how much money is worth will help you make better decisions going on right when you go into university or when you leave school you know it's your first time really taking on debt and it's your first time really paying bills in your life and because you can't necessarily value how much your time is worth and how much the bills worth it causes you to take more bad decisions so getting a job understanding what it feels like waking up nine to five or on the weekends or working after school it will give you a different taste of different things that you want to do in life which kind of brings me to point number two you wanna do a lot of different things and try a bunch of different things out. The problem with being in high school is you're still young and you don't really know what you like. It's this weird really time where you're like half psychopath, half adult, half kid. And you know, you could be 16, but then all your memories are of like when you're 14 and 12, you know, your all your memories are when you're you know, you're 5'10, but all your memories of are when you're 4'8. Like it's it's just weird time of your life. So you need to try things to figure out what you really like as an adult. That way when you become in university, you can make better decisions or when you go to college or when you just work straight after uh, high school, you can make great decisions. Now, 
Number three, by far, is my favorite out of all of the things that I wish I knew um, in high school. And number three is da -da -da -da, start yourself an investment account. I cannot say this. Yo, yo, Snipes, thank you for following the flight crew, man. I appreciate it. But follow yourself follow yourself get yourself in an investment account if you're in the states a roth ira or if you are in canada get yourself a tfsa um like a checkings account like a savings account a roth ira is just another type of account within this account you will buy yourself an investments and basically this is one of those things that will help catapult you tremendously in the future my best advice for you right now of course i'll have a future video where i'll go and break it down further is that basically go to your parents and go on google and talk to them on how to really set up this account with either you know one of your local banks or with an online broker that you could use and i want to show you guys a little example of the power of investing now while you're young rather than waiting later so we're gonna we're gonna hit my trusty Excel. You know, if you're on YouTube, you can follow around with me, of course. But of course, if you are on, you know, the podcast, you're basically basically just gonna have to listen to what's going on, what I'm saying. So essentially, I have a little chart here. You know, as you can see, it's a very rough chart. But I'll basically break it out. You know, columns go year, month, um, how much you invest, the compound interest, and your age. So this little chart basically goes over. I want to figure out in this chart, you know, if I invest $400 per month, which, you know, as a part-time worker or a full-time worker, you can literally easily do like literally it's not hard at all to invest $400 a month and probably be making like a thousand or 2000 maybe as a part-time worker. So 4,000 a month, not that hard to do. Um, how long will it take you to make a million dollars if you start investing $400 a month at the age of 18? All right. So if you're on the YouTube watching this, you can just follow me while we're going through this. If you are on podcast listening to this, then of course I will talk through this Excel chart. Basically, what I want to show you guys is the magic of compound interest. That is essentially saying to you that a dollar today is worth so much more than a dollar in the future. You know, what would you rather have a hundred dollars today or would you rather have a hundred dollars 10 years from now? It's a no brainer. They are not the same. And this is because of something magical called the time value of money, right? So when you earn money today and you invest it, you can earn basically the average rate of return, this number I put here, of the S&P 500 or of the market, right? Now the S&P 500 is this basket of goods, this basket of stocks essentially, that on average they go to 8%. I'll do a more detailed synopsis of what that is in a different video. For now, all I want you to know is that it's 8% and this is a return that you can expect if you invest in a basket of stocks, right? Uh, one of the instruments that does this is an ETF, but again, I will get into that further deeper in a different video. Video. Just now, I just want you to know that an ETF can give you an 8% return, and this is something that you can invest in within your Roth IRA investment account. So I just wanted to let you guys know, $400 a month, what will that do to you for you if you start investing today? So let's say you started putting around $400 per month at the age of 18. How much would that be? 
um, by the time you're ready to retire. So a lot of people, they retire when they're around like 60 years old. Um, by the time this time comes, you wanna have a comfortable amount in your bank account. That way that you can live off of your interest. Interest, uh, you know, or your dividends. The dividends that the stock pays you is a payment that the stock pays you per month or per year or per quarter, uh, gives you income, and that way you can get money for essentially doing nothing at that age. That's how people retire. They basically have their investments, pay them, to do nothing so it's a great way to make money and live your life so again my this cell chart has a year the month uh, your investment per month and their compound interest amount so we want to look right now to say if you put around four hundred dollars per month how long would it take you to make a million dollars so let's go here Let's go all the way down here and we see that it would take you till around you're the age of 54 you're, if you're putting $400 away per month, right, in a tax-free account at 8% interest, it would literally take you, what is that, uh, 17 years later? At the age of 50, oh, 17 years later, <laughs> at the age of 54? So that would be what under 40 years, man, under 40 years, you would be able to retire. How crazy is that? Now, let's say that you started, you know, at the age of 25 and said to put $400 away. Now, 25, you know, you're out of school. Now you maybe went to university or did apprenticeship. Now this is the time when you start making more money and you'd be more financially secure. So a lot of people say, you know, I'll wait till then to put money away. How long would it take me? Now look, it went from 54 to 61 to really get that, make that million dollar threshold. So as you can see, the value of compounding money um, is super, super important. You know, the earlier you start, the more your money has time to compound and therefore the more money you can make in your future. And the magical thing about this money here is this 8% that you're making per month, right? If we take this number and we times it by this number, um, essentially you'll be making around $80,000 a year from your stocks growing from your dividends that you won't have essentially have to work for at all this is money coming to you every year on average um, just for your stocks growing that way so that's why it's so important to build your money because your money starts working for you and you start getting paid and I wish this is something that I wish I knew in high school that way that I would invest early and often now a lot of you are saying you know maybe i don't want to wait till i'm 60 or maybe i don't want to wait till i'm 50 to invest but trust me it is so worth it and even if you don't let's say you know 10 years later when you're 25 you'll at least have a nice nest egg of around 60 grand in stocks and investments right or here let's uh let's back it up let's turn your age to if you start this at 16. so you start this at 16 you know uh 10 years later you're like 25 26 right you'll have at the age of 26 you'll have a nice nest egg of 74 grand that you can do whatever with maybe you want to you know put a down payment on a house maybe you want to start your own business maybe you see a nice business opportunity to invest in something 
this is a great way to start your life young and that way you'll have a nest egg and be able to further compound your money in the future and i just wish someone would you know show me this as you know a kid so this is something that you can do this is something that i wish i knew and of course if you don't have 400 dollars a month uh, you know from your job maybe you go to your parents and say hey i want to put in 300 dollars a month into a roth ira can you match it uh and give me like a hundred dollars on top of that every month just as a added incentive and if your parents are dope then they're like yeah for sure man 100 percent and the great thing about a Roth IRA is you do not get taxed on this account. Of course, there is further stipulations that you need to know about, um, you know, about how much you can actually contribute per year. Um, so understand that, like, you know, seek a financial professional so that they can break that down for you. So, you know, exactly how much you contribute, how much you can withdraw, because the great thing about a Roth IRA is, a, is you can withdraw money and it doesn't essentially hurt you too much number four see i told you three was my favorite i, I wasn't lying about that number four the one thing i wish i knew is that basically every university is pretty similar in the type of education that you get right what i mean by this is that there's not going to be a university like harvard's law Harvard finance is not going to be so different from a another university teaching finance. It's just not. But the reason why you go to these high prestige schools is because it's a very good signaling sign from an employer, right? That says that you're a very smart person because they have very strict application processes and not everybody gets in. And plus, when you get into a school like Harvard, you do um make a lot of money because of the different opportunities and your networks in your classes are all sons and daughters of ceos you know basically trust fund kids like these are people who are going to be very well connected in your life but you don't have to go and destroy your bank account to get a loan to go to one of these schools one of the biggest things that i wish i knew at this age is that you know if there's two school options and one's 20 grand a year and one's five grand a year and they both have a program that you like it may be to your benefit to really consider the five grand a year because your education will actually be the same there's actually a study and you can google this about how the top performing students in these lower tiered schools had a higher income potential earnings more than low performing students in the high esteemed schools and this is because of basically psychology you know if you're the worst of your class then you feel like you're not worthy of a high paying jobs but essentially all of the education is the same it's how you apply that education the job market and how you market yourself which will help you get those high esteemed jobs that you want number five and this is something that i really benefited from and i wish that just more people knew this thing it's literally a life changer um number five is that you can switch your major in university but to get in some of these programs you need like a 95 like a 99 point average like these these courses and these programs are extremely hard to get in However, if you get into that university, maybe in a lower program, right, and then you have really good first year grades, 
then you might have a really high chance of actually being able to switch in these programs, which is amazing. So for me, for example, I actually went into university in sociology first year. Uh, and then I realized that there's literally zero jobs in sociology. Like it's not a very competitive degree in the job market. I switched into uh, fin business economics or financial economics. So I had a finance and an economic major basically. And I had a co-op program in that um, degree. So I was very marketable in the job market. And to get in that program out of high school, you would probably need like some sort of 90 average. But just because I performed really well in my first year classes, I was able to switch in when other kids basically got dropped out. You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. You know, one person's misfortune. It's kind of someone else's fortune. So, uh yeah so that's one of those things that i wish i knew so just because you do not get in the program that you want out of high school remember that you can get into it in university if you just work hard and the last thing that i really want you to know um you know that i wish i knew in high school was that always you know if you're planning to go to university please only go for the high paying jobs However, make sure that you go part time, try to find out what your passion is and build towards that passion. You know, a lot of people, they go to university and they take a job that may pay them a very low paying career. So they go to university and they study philosophy or they study sociology like me. Right. And not that these jobs can't get you great careers, but I would rather you focus your undergrad degree, especially if it costs a lot of money and treat it as an investment. Right. If it's costing you five or ten grand a year to go to school, go study that finance or go study that doctor degree, you know, and then while you're, you know, getting a job at a university and you're making that money back, this that's the times where you really start to understand, OK, how can I play my philosophy needs? How can I apply this passion that I have for philosophy and maybe make an income off it in the future? So let's say you're really into philosophy. Maybe you'd start a YouTube channel talking about your favorite philosophers or comparing philosophy to your favorite cartoons or your favorite toys or comparing philosophy to your favorite movies. You know, this is ways where you can monetize your passions um, into something that you want to do in the future. Right. But don't fall into the trap of, you know, taking a degree that has low potential earnings and not necessarily being able to do that degree in the future. Because what happens to a lot of people is maybe they go into, you know, psychology, which, you know, you have to basically go to grad school and get a master's to be competitive in that field. And then they realize that they don't even like psychology when they're getting their master's, you know, and that's what happens to a lot of people. And just remember that you don't even have to go to university. Like it's a lot of people are taking on massive debt for no reason. Go into the trades. They make ridiculous amounts of money, like 80 grand, 100 grand for being a plumber or electrician. Like these are great jobs. Maybe even real estate, you know, learn to buy and sell houses and be a broker for people who need to buy houses. Like there are so much opportunities out there. Just make a very educated decision. 
And these were a couple things that, you know, really helped me or I wish I knew. But above all things, man, just do what you're passionate about. Find out what you like. And that's the number one thing that I would say in high school is like you just need to go out there and try a bunch, a bunch of bunch of things. The more things you try, the more things that you'll figure out that you like. And that way you'll be able to live your life every day like, you know, you don't have a job or whatever they say. You know, one of, one of the biggest things that I realize now is that above money or anything like that, like happiness is the main thing. So you have to figure out what you're passionate is about. But at the same times, it's this weird dance because you do need the money. You do need these dollars. You do need these Benjamins. You know what I'm saying? So make sure that you don't forget to put yourself in a somewhat financial great position. That way, when you figure out what your passion is, you can go after it in full force. Anyways, I hope you like this video. You know, maybe you can share with someone who you think might need some little high school advice. And I'm saying, I'm saying, feel free to hit that like button if you liked what I have been saying or subscribe to the channel. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the under educated ones why is that that's because the uneducated investor they never stop learning see you later flight crew and i'll see you in the next one